This Connect podcast series is brought to you by Talent Talks and Life Online. Welcome. I'm Karen Cole, Editor-in-Chief of Talent Talks and Life Online. Lita, it's so great to have you back with us today and really looking at such an important topic um, for this episode, and that's really the concept of trust and how important it is to build across our organizations. So welcome. Thank you, Karen. Thanks for having me today. Fantastic. So Lita, let's jump right in and let's look at uh, really why is trust really so important, and especially in a, a team setting, and specifically, what is the impact when trust is not there? Yeah, Karen, that is so true. I mean, if you think about it, if you don't trust someone, it's very hard to work with them because you're not going to make yourself vulnerable. You're not going to give up any information. You're not going to be able to work together. Um, So what we've done is we've had a look at Patrick Lencioni's five dysfunctions of a team. And if you look at his pyramid, he says the basic foundation for any team to be able to work together well is they have to trust one another. If they don't, then, you know, the environment becomes toxic. It becomes threatening. People feel threatened. They feel unsafe um, and they don't perform as well and they leave. They leave the organization. So without trust, you really cannot build sustainable performance in a team. Absolutely. And, you know, it goes beyond even at the moment, I think one of the biggest things that we're struggling with is really how do we build this in a virtual environment because it just seems we've got this additional barrier. Building up trust is hard enough as it is, but now with this additional barrier, how do we overcome that challenge? Yeah, it is tricky because, I mean, when we work together person to person live in a in an environment where we can see each other physically, we can pick up on um, communication, we can pick up on body language, we can make a connection that might be a little bit easier to do in person than online. So if you think about building trust within a team in an online or a virtual space, it's almost like you have to do it a bit more deliberately. You cannot rely just on people running into one another at the water fountain. You actually have to set up time for people to connect virtually. Now, what we do with the teams that we facilitate is we make space for people to have conversations. So when we have team meetings, we build in half an hour, sometimes maybe even an hour for people to catch up, to say what's happening in their lives, to to put them into small breakout rooms and, and just talk to people around what's been happening, how people are feeling and and what they need. So I think the important thing is it's not going to happen automatically. As a team leader, you have to build in the time. But it's time well spent because it allows people to to really connect with the rest of their team, especially when you have new team members or you have team members where you know they're not working together well, creating that opportunity for them just to have a one-on-one discussion virtually on on Zoom or on Teams um, is a great way to just start establishing that trust. Absolutely. And uh, with trust also comes that whole ability to to manage conflict or to to get through those difficult conversations. And that's also a key cornerstone to to really building trust. How do you advise organizations or how can you bring that in as part of, you know, consciously building trust within a team? Yeah. Um, One model that I use often is a model by Charles Green. He's come up with a trust equation. So if you Google Charles Green, you'll, you'll find it on the Internet. And he says that trust is built up through credibility plus reliability plus intimacy 
but divided by self-orientation. And what that means is that we can trust people if we can see that they are credible. If we can trust what they say, we know that they know what they're talking about. That's that's one of the things that that allows us to to um, to trust other people. Um, also, if we see that they are reliable, if we know that if they say they're going to do something, they're going to do something, that that um, reliability also adds to the trust. And then the third aspect of that is it's a strange word to use in a business sentence, but it's it's intimacy. And that intimacy really talks to authenticity. You know, can you see that someone is authentic? Are they honest? Do they say what they feel? Do they say what they mean? And if you have that combination of credibility, reliability, and intimacy or authenticity, that adds to the trust. But the interesting thing about that function is that it's deroded by what he calls self-orientation. And self-orientation is kind of that feeling that someone is out for themselves. You know, they're out to, to get the best for themselves. And it's kind of that win-lose situation. So as soon as you pick that up from someone, that kind of erodes the trust. So what we need to do in order to build trust in others is to kind of put them first and, and make sure that we don't, we're not just out to, to get the best situation for ourselves, but we're thinking about the other person, we're thinking about the team. And if everyone has the same understanding around that's what trust is, that's how we build trust in a team, then we can take the next step. And the next step in Lencioni's model of, of five dysfunctions of a team is managing conflict constructively. Because if there's trust, we know that we can start constructively disagreeing, that we can challenging different perceptions and, and different ways of thinking. And then conflict becomes a positive in a team rather than a negative. Because then people, when there's trust, they know that they can start having these conversations, that they can differ, that they can agree, but it's all because of, of the best for the team, because the trust underlies everything. And as you're talking, it is such a deliberate process. And, and I'm not certain we put that that lens on it or we don't consciously go out to create teams and I think for most leaders that's challenging especially at the moment because we're, we're kind of in this great level of uncertainty and trust is really key in driving our teams forward do you think a lot of leaders are applying these lenses to it or what can they really start doing now to start fostering trust within their teams yeah I think a lot of leaders are, are maybe stuck in, in terms of they want to establish the trust, they want to have those those good, robust conversations, but they're not always sure how to do that. And what I found is that as soon as you give them a, a model or a language to have the conversation, it becomes a little easier. So when we have these workshops with, with our clients and our teams, we talk about what establishes trust and we talk through what is important to that team, how do they feel their level of trust is at the moment, and what can they do to start building the trust. Something that leaders can do that I've seen makes a, a big difference is just creating the opportunities for people to work together. Sometimes in teams, you know, we're all very bad at judging other people. It's it's one of the things that makes us human, but but sometimes it, it gets in the way of trusting other people. We judge people, we think we know what they mean, we think they are to get us, but they're not. So if you create opportunities for people to work together, to get to know one another in a deliberate way, as a leader, that's going to help you establish trust in the team. So I've seen that leaders create um, projects for people to work together. They deliberately put them together so that they can start getting to know one another 
Because funny thing, you know, as soon as you start getting to know someone, you start trusting them because you you understand what they're about and you're looking for um, for similarities between yourself and the other person. And I think the second thing that leaders can do is to create an opportunity to create a culture for people to have those difficult conversations. And again, there's nothing wrong with using a model to say a model for a difficult conversation is we're going to ask for permission to have the conversation. We're going to say what we see. We're going to explain the story that we tell ourselves. Having having a model or a structure to have those conversations sometimes is is the one missing thing. The, the fact that now we have a structure, we can start having the conversations, it makes it a little easier for people to start having those conversations. So, so two things in summary, creating opportunities for people to work together, creating opportunities for people to get to know one another. And then secondly, using a structured approach around having those difficult conversations. I've seen that that makes a big difference in, in the way that, that teams engage. Fantastic. And as a team member, picking us that I do have trust issues with a member of my team, etc. How would you recommend they go about about addressing this? Is there another model you could recommend or is it through conversation? What advice would you would you give to them? If you think about it, I think the first thing to do is to start by looking at yourself. To, to look at the conversation, to look at the relationship between you and the person that you're struggling with and ask the question, what is my role here? Am I trustworthy? Am I doing what I can to, to come across as trustworthy? Am I having the other person's best interest at heart? I think that's the first step. The second step is to kind of give the other person the same benefit of doubt that you give yourself. Again, a very human thing to do is if we see someone doing something, we we sometimes take that in the in the worst possible light um, by giving ourselves the, the benefit of the doubt. We, we want to do the best thing. We have the best interest at heart, but the other person is probably out to get us. And it's a very human thing to do, realizing that sometimes we give ourselves more benefit of the doubt than we, than we give to the other person creates an opportunity for us to think about but how can I give the same benefit of doubt to the other person that I would give to my own intentions? And then looking for opportunities to start having those conversations. You might not feel comfortable yet going up to the person saying, listen, I think there's a problem with our relationship. We need to talk about it. But just reaching out and asking questions and say, what did you do over the weekend? And tell me a little bit more about your family and what are the hobbies that you're interested in? Just making a connection and trying to get to know the other person as a person rather than just as a, as a work colleague, I think will go a long way to establishing trust. Fantastic, Lisa. I think that's some great insight and some really valuable tips and tools you've you've shared with us today. So thank you so much. I've really enjoyed my, my time with you today. And I'm sure people will enjoy your article. It's up on talenttalks.net at the moment for them to go through and have a look at. But thank you so much. Great. Thanks, Karen. 